You are the only one that can determine what goes on inside your brain or what you let in, how and what you think about certain events, certain things. That's why today we're going to fill it with some helpful, useful things. But first, the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, indeed. Heiko is my name. H-E-I-K-O. And I'm not going to say it. Running is my game. So cool. Anyway, we have the, or we had the ER topic in the show. Yes, a couple of shows back. The ER. You remember that? Where we discussed about your desire to become better, stronger, faster, or the ability to run longer. And today, guess what? No, we're not going to talk about ER. We're going to talk about EMR, so not ER, but EMR. But first, let me ask you, what do you think about, or how do you think regarding your running? What do you think about of your run? If I ask, well, tell me, running, what, what are you thinking about? What's in your brain? And I, I can guarantee you that your and my answer, compared to a pro runner's answer are completely different because a pro runner obviously has different thoughts about his running. And that, along with some other factors, that makes the difference. A difference in exertion, in dedication to the running, in the whole attitude, and of course in the mental preparation. And all this that leads to a much better performance. That's why they are pros and we are middle of the packs. <laughs> and, and no, you, you don't need to be a pro runner or a pro athlete to access these EMR methods. Actually, you need to have some faith in your own abilities. <laughs> That's always good. And of course, you need to do, D-O, do, do. And, you know, use that faith. You know, life is obviously lived forwards and it unraveled itself as we go out. But if you've been heading in the right direction, they're not, good. They're not going to be lots of regrets in the rear view mirror. If you're practicing properly, if you're training properly, if you're putting in the miles, you're going to get the right results. And you can even make them better by looking at some really deep psychological studies. <laughs> that's what I would recommend. And that's what I'm trying to do here. It's not low-level motivation. Uh, you can find that a lot on Facebook. And there are tools which I'll present to you, uh, which I'm presenting to you. This is season three of the show. Come on. I mean, I've, I'm not just a run coach. I really specialized in certain motivational techniques, in brain training methods. And there are techniques that you can use before during and after your run and that's going to affect your attitude and that's going to affect your performance and all that has to do of course with what is going on inside your mind and the the low-level motivation punchlines hey they, they might lead us down a wrong path you know giving everything we have you know all our effort you know double triple your training and hey all these things they're not going to make you a sub three hour or a sub 230 marathon run are they but anyway who said that that is the goal where's that written down Exactly, nowhere. <laughs> the goal you set for yourself is a goal that is noteworthy, a, a challenging and an ambitious one for you. There we have it, for you. It is your goal and that is the question. Do you get excited thinking about your goal? Again, I'm asking you, just give me a nod or a shake your head. Do you really get excited when you are thinking about your running goal? Do you like to talk about it? And today, it's all about you and about EMR. So, second time I mentioned this, EMR, what does it mean? Effective mental rehearsal. EMR, it is basically a gateway to action 
via a, they call it a, a state-dependent learning. So what does that mean? So to change your emotional reactions to certain situations, let's say heel workouts, uh, what you need to do is you need to actively evoke the very emotions you dislike through visualization and reenactment, and then you need to really shift your state through positive coping. Coping, not just positive thinking, coping. It's a pretty complicated sentence I mentioned now, but I'm, I'm going to explain it to you. means, what part of hill training do you dislike? And what sort of emotion does come up? Don't say, I oh, oh, completely hate hill training. No, seriously. What part? Okay, for me, honestly, I can say it's not just a dislike. I hate that part where the hill is so steep that running is no longer an option, not even walking is an option. It means I need to place my hand. Let's say my right leg comes up for a step. I need to place my right hand and its whole weight on my knee and push my upper body basically, use it like a lever over the knee. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I know exactly which hill that is, which I tend to run. Uh, it's here in the Southern Alps in, in uh, well, Southern Germany or the Northern Alps, you would then say. <laughs> And that is exactly the spot where there's extremely steep uphill and it doesn't stop. It goes on forever. So I will take that and that emotion, that really of, and I'm going to change it into a pleasant one. Yep, really. But, but hang on. Before you doubt me before and how we're going to do this, uh, there's a study by the University of Wisconsin. Hey, geez, you know. <laughs> anyway, and it was published in the Psychological Science magazine. And it showed that just focusing daily on the intention to be friendly and to be compassionate. It didn't just strengthen the feelings of amicable or of compassion, but it also increased the whole, the, the generous, the big-heartedness of those people that took part in the study. And, and this university, they also found that the compassion mediation, it boosted what they call their em empathic accuracy, means the person's ability to read facial expressions of others. So there were, there were so many points which came out in this study. And oh, what does this have to do with running? I'll tell you in a second, but just let's just focus on that study and what came out. So these studies suggest that simply dwelling on the intention, that's the important part. I know you don't want to be empathetic. I know you don't want to be building your, your smile or whatever. It's all about dwelling on the intention to develop a specific feeling. And that these neural circuits, they respond to and produce that feeling. So in focusing on the intention to be, for example, compassionate, um, th they already prime their brains for that compassion. So it's reasonable to assume that the same principle applies to the topic of running. And trust me, I have used this with runners of different categories, of different stages, and I've seen this happen, and pro runners do it all the time. Just, just think of most of the examples. Elliot, he saw himself run a sub two-hour marathon. He didn't head out and say, oh, well, gee, thanks, sponsors. Thank you, Nike, and uh, or whoever sponsored that. I'll just see how it goes, and I'm just going to do my best. No, he saw himself in a sub two-hour. Okay, now, if you spend four minutes, three minutes about things you're grateful for, 
What's going to happen is you're going to energize and create more connections with brain circuits that produce feelings of gratitude. So if you spend another three minutes remembering times where you felt happy, you know, playful, where you did something which was really fun, you're going to energize and strengthen brain circuits that produce these feelings. And the neuroscientists, they'll explain to you, anything you consistently give attention to teaches the brain to produce more of it. And this is true the same with negative thoughts. If you're a grumpy person, you're going to produce more grumpy thoughts. So, here are some questions to help you, to give you a better answer instead of the right answer. What do you spend the most time thinking about? What do you think about whilst you're running? What do you think after you run? And tell me, what do you think about your rest days? You know, if your mind is so full of other things, if you're so distracted, so many other priorities, so many things to do, so many thoughts that are occupying spaces, so many hindering subjects, so many lingering regrets, what is the problem with that? Ha! These things, they take away time, they consume energy, they take away your attention, and often, you know, they're going to just frustrate you. And you know this, you need to make space, space for uh, new thoughts. You need to clear out the room for new thoughts, ideas, new practice methods, new running exercises, new stretching routines, new routines for strength training, new fart leg training methods. So let's focus it down. What will this practice, EMR, effective mental rehearsal, do? Number one, it's going to help you learn a new training skill. Number two, it's going to strengthen your focus. And we had one episode about focus, how important that is. Go back, check it out. I think it was season two. And number three, it's going to help you be more effective. Again, it's going to help you learn a new training skill. It's going to help you strengthen your focus and it's going to help you be more effective. Now, as runners, we particularly worry about things because we feel like we're not fully prepared for them, even though we actually are. And its most basic form, mental rehearsal is a way to convince yourself that, yes, I am prepared. It's the process of identifying the source of your worries, you know. It's going to help you determine how you can adapt if things go bad and practice all of your contingency plans. Contingency plans in your mind until you feel so prepared that your worrying melts away. Because you're filling your brain with positive stuff, with better plans with new options. So keep in mind, mental rehearsal is not just self-affirmation, positive thinking. No, in fact, parts of this are the exact opposite. Mental rehearsal is more like, it's like being a, a pessimist on the defensive side. And I'll give you examples of that right now. So, so if you find that you're worried about something you, you, you can't control, you know, for example, dropping the pace at mile 19, you know, I, I want to do that 21 miles at a certain pace, and now 19, I'm folding, I'm just crumbling away, the power is just going, or it's that cramp, the last part of the marathon, kilometer 40, there's a cramp, first thing, label your worry, do you feel anxious, do you feel overwhelmed, do you feel underprepared, now by identifying how you feel you're acknowledging that it is there and then you're going to be more prepared to address it with mental rehearsal Um, most runners actually they don't even need all this because usually we are very much optimists and we're looking forward to those new distances to that challenges but and and we all are unique the whole concept might seem a little bit too distant too unreal but you know what you might be unique but a situation during the marathon and during the marathon or race is never unique. It's happened to hundreds, if not thousands, runners before you. 
Hey, and if, if this still doesn't strike a chord with you, just, just wait, don't choose another podcast. Perhaps this is because you might be thinking negatively right now, or you've been thinking negatively so long, it's become a habit because it served you well. So to those of you, I have an idea, a technique that might help. Now, let me introduce it to you, and, and best of you, try it. Don't just listen to it, actually do it. Let's fight fire with fire here. This one goes out to all you negative thinkers out there. <laughs> Visualize everything that could go wrong. Now, it's time to, uh, for a bit of defensive negative thinking. Find a place where, where you're going to be understood, where you can do this, and grab a pen and paper. That's the best thing. Hey, just take a couple of deep, deep breaths. Close your eyes if it helps, and now start to walk through whatever is worrying you about from the very beginning. And when you get to the point that has the potential for something to go wrong, that shoelace opening up, you know, <laughs> try and imagine all the ways it could. All those runners coming from behind, they're pushing you, they're shoving you, you know, from the tiniest mistake to the absolute worst case scenario. Picture what it would be like, and obviously keep it within the normal limits of reality. Leave aliens or spaceships or things like that out of it. For example, uh, the weather conditions are changing, it's too hot or it's too cold, or something's not right with your gear, your shoe is failing, or you're stuck behind a slow group of runners, you know? And continue through the entire run event, the start, the middle, the last stretch, and do the same thing for every point that could go wrong. Think through it, but write down quickly, write down. Now, this exercise does two beneficial things. You're identifying and converting all of those small things into something you've documented and it's a more approachable form you can address it you're dumping them out of your mind and creating a to-do list of things that you later on going to mentally rehearse on so you're addressing the little things and that'll help you feel more prepared which is going to help you be less worried <laughs> so you're developing your contingency plan and you're rehearsing it Okay, so now you've got that little piece of paper with all those potential problems, they're all, they're all written down. Now you've got to figure out how to solve them. And for each of the things you've listed out, think of the best way you can handle it. If your shoelace opens right at the start and all these runners are behind you, well, obviously the best thing is to get out of this train of people. You need to see which side is closer. I'm closer to the left side where there's a barrier where I can just move over and I can comfortably tie my shoelace without being knocked over and trampled upon. It's just an example. If your problem is more complex, then I can fail to mention now, I'm not usually so good at negative thinking. If, if your problem is so big, what do you need to do is you need to find a coach. You need to get in touch with a coach. You need to talk to other runners because there are solutions out there. There are books, there's YouTube, there are professional YouTube channels out there. The more options you have, the more adaptable you're going to become. So now, You've written down your contingency plans. Now you need to rehearse it in your mind over and over again until you don't even need to look at your notes anymore. And you're going to start feeling less worried. You have an answer to all the unthinkable things suddenly. So it's another essential element in your rehearsal. You, you, now you're going to take it to the next level. You're going to prepare yourself further. Now you're going to add another element that will be present. Okay? And you're going to try and paint it as real as possible. Imagine the scene in as much detail as possible. And try even add some senses to it. You feel those other runners, it's still the shoelace example. You're standing there, the other runners are pushing by. And how are you feeling? How are you, how are you all of a sudden breathing? You know, what do you smell? What's in the environment? Make it so real. Dive into it again. Mentally rehearse it even more 
intense. But why? Because you actually want to flex both hemispheres of the cerebrum. You want to use the imagination. And by the way, the, the cerebrum, it's the largest part of the brain. It's like divided the two hemispheres or the halves, and they're called the cerebral hemisphere. And, and what that does, it controls muscle function, uh, controls speech, thought, emotions, reading, writing, and all of that. So you want to stimulate that area. And the more real you can make that feel, the more you can realize how ready you are. Wow, bam. You have all the contingency in place. So now you want to pump yourself up. You want to get excited. Keep in mind, there is still a level of failure. It's still possible. So let's just keep those expectations a little bit in check. It's not a magical solution. If you haven't built up the miles, if you haven't put in the effort, if you haven't already overcome some difficulties, it's, it's not going to happen just by going through the strategies. You need to put the work in. Now, how this mental rehearsal works, I don't believe it. I mean, I don't believe it. Okay, I'll tell you how it works. There's a technique in, in psychotherapy for overcoming anxiety, and it's called desensitization. And, for example, in running, let's say you're somebody who's just started trail running. And now you realize, I'm extremely fearful of running down a hill on a trail. And you get people that are extremely fearful of doing this. If you've spent your whole life running on tarmac, running on track, and suddenly you're faced with a downhill. I love a good downhill. It's exciting. But that's because I've been doing it since, <laughs> since a young kid. Now, if as an adult you're standing there and these guys in front of you, your group is running down there and you are absolutely terrified and you're starting to hold on to branches, next thing your hands hurt because you cut yourself, you're slipping, you're falling down, your knee, it hurts. Oh my goodness. Next thing, you're paralyzed with fear. Now, by encouraging yourself to rehearse this this cognitive reframing by using a relaxation method exposing yourself to this downhill by imagining yourself first walking down this terrain with loose stone with gravel walking down it securely practicing the correct step and building that sense of, of safety and of mastery and step by step not holding on to branches, just keeping those hands, you know, on the side. So in case you slip, you don't fall on your bum. You can hold yourself back up and you can carry on walking. Find a good pace that works for you. Hey, sometimes even I encourage runners, just buy a pair of bicycle gloves, you know, those half gloves, so that if you fall down on those stones, it doesn't hurt you. You're not looking at your hands and like, oh my goodness. And suddenly those racing cycle half gloves, they make sense, you know. So what you're then doing is as you're imagining this, you're desensitizing you're reprogramming your emotional responses and you're rewiring your brain. This, this desensitization begins with virtual, virtual which means in vitro. This exposes you to the, the source of threat and only later it goes in vivo, in a real life practice. So during the in vitro exposure, you as the anxious trail runner, you imagine this threatening situation and once... You have practiced this through relaxing methods and you have rehearsed this and you have even visualized yourself speeding down. Not immediately, you started with walking down slowly and then increasing and later on in your mind's eye, you are speeding down. Wow. And this will help you be extremely confident in the real life situation. 
And that's what makes you feel good. And that's the secret source of, of motor preparation, to change your emotional reaction to a situation. And you need to invoke the very emotion you dislike and then have that radical shift into a positive one. Hey, you need to try today. You need to start right now. You need to do. You're going you're gonna to be somebody who has overcome this. And it might be, you know, that, that you haven't yet even written down all those points, all those negative points. Think about it again. If you haven't done the exercise, think down again what really scares you, what really worries you. And then do this exercise. Listen to the points again in the podcast. And if you don't need it, I would really enjoy if you share this with somebody who you know needs to listen to this. <laughs> anyway, use the chance of the moment. Do it right now. If you don't know how, I'll give you a quick guide. But I would prefer you to go to my page, heikostribble.com, H-E-I-K-O-S-T-R-I-B-L.com. You're going to find free downloads on there. It'll ask you to invest some time and there are instructions that will show you how to prepare and go into a deeper state of relaxation because usually people already struggle right there especially us runners it'll guide you through the whole process it's free there's no spam email you get afterwards same as this podcast no ads no spam no nothing just high quality content helping you become a better a stronger and a smarter runner you need to practice you need to do my name is Heiko god bless you and remember take it easy